What is up, everybody? Welcome to the first ever Dudes Who Bet Sports. So you want to bet sports, but you need some advice on how to cash in big at a heck of a price. Well, if you want enough money to line your shorts, then you're in the right place. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports. Dudes Who Bet Sports. It's your favorite show. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Where degenerates go. Dudes Who Bet Sports. Time to change your approach with Aaron Holderman and his father, the coach. Let's ride. Well, the Associated Press is full of shit. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Dudes Who Bet Sports Show special edition, Kentucky Derby recap edition of the show. Yes, I'm back talking about the Kentucky Mm -hmm. Derby once again. I'm sure everybody is thrilled and excited, but we've got a new voice. We have not heard Papa Dude's thoughts on the Kentucky Derby. Before we get going, uh, did you enjoy the weekend, Papa Dude? I did. It was a great weekend. Uh, (laughs) Everything looked like for me at Kentucky on Friday and Saturday was going to be perfect. Not talking about betting. <laughs> I'm talking about my guys winning. Yep. Friday was the best day of racing I've seen in years when D. Wayne Lucas, and I really don't care what happened Saturday after that. <laughs> that was so cool to see uh, Secret Oath run the way she did and, and, uh, you know, we kind of forgot about her in the Arkansas Derby, mm-hmm. but she's pretty good. And that was outstanding. Then Jackie's Warrior put on an absolute clinic on Saturday, and it looked for all the world like Epicenter was going to win for Asmussen, who's my favorite trainer and who has uh, got to be the best trainer to never win the Kentucky Derby. And it looked like he had it. And then all hell broke loose. <laughs> so, <laughs> almost was perfect. For yeah, me. it was. All of our big <laughs> bets were cashing too on the guide. All of our big bets were cashing, and it's just like, wow, this is this is going perfect. And then, yeah, like you said, all hell well, broke and loose. Then, I mean, you were pulling for Asmussen, weren't you? Oh yeah. As soon as I realized table wasn't going to fire, which was about four furlongs into the race, I was looking for epicenter for sure. And when he turned for home of the lead like that, I thought, Oh man, this is going to be cool. I, I didn't pick the horse to win, but I was really high on him coming in mm-hmm. and Asbuson's going to get it. You know, I was at Saratoga when Asbuson broke the record yes. for most wins in North America. And I thought, God, here I am again. I'm going to get to see him win his first Kentucky Derby. Zandon comes rolling, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to see Chad Brown win his first Kentucky yeah. Derby. That's still kind of cool for me. And then everybody around me was like, that's Rich Strike, or that's uh, uh, that's Happy Jack. Happy Jack's going to win the Derby. I kind of thought it was, too, sitting at home, watching yeah. it. All I could see was the two. Yeah. And I and thought, the two? Oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> and then when I saw who it was, you know, it was yeah. – I kind of, you know, I have to admit, I laughed out loud. I just did. I said, this is bullshit. I just yeah. laughed totally out loud because, and I, I, and it was kind of funny because it's not funny, but it's ironic that you guys worked so hard for a month mm-hmm. on this thing and a freaking horse gets into the race on Friday <laughs> that I'm sure you never even probably looked at. Yeah. No one did. And, and wins the race. And it just, only at the Kentucky Derby can this happen. But it just shows you what horse racing is all about. And, uh, 
you know, I, I did. I laughed and then I thought, oh God, Asmussen just lost to the to a horse <laughs> that wasn't even in the damn race until Friday. <laughs> and I mean, he's got to be thinking, I'm never gonna win uh a race, you know. Yeah. And I thought Epicenter was was absolutely great, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I thought Zandon was great. Yep. And I've heard guys you know, Twitter is so full of shit. I've about had enough of it. And I, you know, guys on there blaming the jockeys and everything. What was they supposed to do? Yeah. Was one of those jockeys on Zandon or Epicenter supposed to just let up and let the other one get out way ahead and then try to go catch it? You know, I don't, I don't buy that. No. And I sat down today and I uh, had a little time and I watched the race, which I'm sure you watched a hundred times. Uh, when are we going to start giving this horse some credit that won the race? It was a phenomenal run. Yeah. He'll never do it again. Probably. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. I guess they'll take him to the Preakness. Don't you? I would think so. Yeah. I would definitely think so. Uh, I think that'll be the next step for him. I'm going to pull up the chart now so we can kind of look at that while we're talking. Uh, There it is. The official Kentucky Derby chart all fun all uh, 20 uh, horses there listed in mm-hmm. order of how they finished and uh yeah it, people I, I don't understand why people are mad at rosario or flavian Pratt. No, let's, let's, no. let's look at rosario first so let's remember this was the fastest pace in the history of the kentucky derby epicenter is a horse that's usually on or near the lead mm-hmm. joel rosario either got really lucky or he sensed that the pace was very hot Epicenter was in eighth. Right. <laughs> That's that was so smart of Rosario to take it yeah. back a little bit. Yeah, he made a winning move, a move that wins the Kentucky Derby ninety nine times out of a hundred, no doubt. And he just got caught. And and with Zandon, I was said all week, you don't want to be on the lead, obviously, if you're Zandon, no. but don't fall all the way back to twentieth. Get to that middle of the pack. He did perfect. He, he saved the ground. He had. He was never stopped. He had every chance. If 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 that horse hadn't come up and won, we'd yeah. all be sitting here talking about that was a, one of the greatest stretch runs we've ever seen between these two horses. Yeah, yeah. They were just going at it, and I thought Zandon at one point had it. Yeah. And Epicenter rallied back, and Epicenter was not going to let him beat him. And and then Rich Strike just. I, you know, it was he. He went straight sideways coming out of the gate. Not straight, but he headed for the for the yep. rail coming out of the gate. Then the jockey got him under control, and he just drifted him over. You know, if you and I'm sure you've watched it, he just heads right as close to, to the rail as he can get. He just kind yep. of drifts in there, and he's content. And you can see at the half mile pole, he's uh, 18th. He's at 18th in the three quarter. <laughs> and then at the mile, he's 15th. And then you can see him. He's <laughs> as they're coming down the stretch, say turn for home. He's like in about eighth or ninth, but he's pinned. He's pinned. Now here we go. Yeah. He's pinned. And then all of a sudden that rail opens up. And he just goes right to it. And there's nobody there to stop him. Look right there. There's no way that horse can win that race. No, that. Here, I'm going to pause it right here. Because yeah. We haven't shown the overhead, I don't think, on our streams. And, and this visually, you can see now, if you're watching us live, where he's at. Yeah. 
you like, predict to me that this horse is going to have no trouble the rest of this run. I mean, it's yeah, unbelievable it's just, that he had no trouble. It, right, because if you look at that right there and you know who that horse is, yeah, there's not a chance in hell. There's only one horse I know that I always say still had a chance, and that's Zenyatta. <laughs> right, yeah. That's the kind of race Zenyatta always ran. Yeah. Now watch. Still no chance. No, no. freaking chance. No. He's hemmed. He's still- got horses all around him yeah and then now, look what happens now here he starts to take off right yeah save the ground and now the the seas part boom right yeah. there he's got a seam all of a sudden yeah so you credit the jockey because up to this situation a lot of times what they're going to try and I, i've got my mouse here when they're back and they're kind of in this pack let me let me rewind it just a bit right there when they're in this pack they're going to try to force their way out yeah they closer. so do. they're going to what he's going to do is kind of get closer to that horse and try to bear his way out. Sonny Leone did not do that. No, nope. He went inside, and it opened up for yeah. him. And he got lucky because yep. it did open up. Right there. You know, big made, move yeah. going inside that horse right there. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes on around him. Yeah. But look at the horse. <laughs> that's, that's just this it. This is a fantastic run. So let me – let me turn it back here because this is the thing that I think people okay. The jockey made this decision, yes. right? To get yes. to stay inside and it worked out. Yeah. And if he doesn't make that decision, he loses. There's no doubt. No doubt. But watch what how the horse runs for him. Yes. Look at this horse fly. He just explodes. He is passing horses like they're standing still. Yes. Here are the two favorites in the race. Yes. That have and run he just mows them rate. down. They're not running slow. They've run a fantastic race. Yeah. Boom. And this horse is not being given enough credit for what he ran farther than anybody else. This is the most in, one of the most incredible runs you're going to ever see. Yeah. It's it's just out of control how this happened. Why it this is. happened? Well, it's a fluke, yeah. I think. Now, we may be eating our words in two weeks. You know, we could. But I guarantee you there ain't a damn jockey in that race that had any had any fear of number 21 at all. No, no. And this never... thing, which I'm sure you've covered 5,000 times. But my take on this is quit bitching about the rides of the other jockeys yeah this horse was freaking incredible right he is running like he just started the freaking race right there yeah it's look at that it's really look how much look how much ground he gained on these horses yep and yeah they were tired but why wasn't he tired (laughs) you know yeah I mean, uh, I, I just, I'm sitting there. I've, I've got to give all the credit in the world to that horse. Yeah, he deserves a ton of credit. Now, let's watch Zandon and Epicenter here. Okay. So Epicenter is highlighted uh, right there. Uh-huh. Uh, and I will, I'll keep my, right here is Zandon. Okay. So I've got oh, my he's... cursor on Zandon. Uh, nope, that's not, where did he go? Yeah, that's him. So he's tracking inside. So he's actually saved ground over Epicenter. Here he comes out. Uh huh. He's got look at him make up the ground. Zandon nice. is really making up the ground on Epicenter here. Oh, he's running his butt off. Yeah, and it looks like he's gonna get by him making up ground. 
So this tells me he's running pretty damn hard. Epicenter fights back. He's going to hold him off. And then this horse passes them both like they're standing still. Yes. It's not like these two horses were coming back no. to Rich Strike no. in that situation. And how many times have we seen a horse come up on the outside like he did on Epicenter and catch him and pass him? It happens a lot when the horse yeah. comes up on the outside of one. It is, it's, it's an incredible run. Uh, and all of, I mean, look at all the betting angles that got destroyed in this yeah. race. You know, yeah. uh, you got to be a great jockey. Now, I watch a lot of horse racing, not near as much as you do, but I never heard of Sonny Leone. I never heard of him. Well, because he rides the tracks that you've never watched. Exactly. Elkera Park, Thistledown, Mahoning Valley. Yeah, those are big time tracks right there. <laughs> I mean, these are Will Rogers-like tracks. Well, it, this, yeah, I mean, really they are. Yes. Yeah, this is yeah. a guy who's running on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at shitty-ass tracks. Yep, yep. And wins the Kentucky Derby. Okay, so you don't have to be a hotshot jockey to win the Kentucky Derby when you when we're dealing with a fluke of a race. So and that's what this is. To talk about the jockey, first of all, address Super Mario's uh, comment. And I think it is a good comment. You're going to talk about hey, a jockey, when they get in the lead, they need to go on that rail and they need to take away the rail. Every race on Saturday, the horses that took the lead were were, were, were kept outside. Yeah. Which kind of tells me the thought process is the rail wasn't like a great place to be. If you look at Jackie's Warrior, he was kept wide. Uh, I'm not yeah. talking 20 wide, but he wasn't on the rail. He wasn't no. hugging that rail. Um, so... I think that's kind of how the jockeys that were riding on the track kind of felt like they needed to do. It was just kind of stay a little bit off that rail. Here's the interesting thing about that comment that I'll piggyback from here. Sonny Leon on Friday rode six races at Belterra with, right. with zero victories. Yes. All of his races he rode before Saturday were at Belterra and he won once, but that I'm, yeah. I'm not even knocking him. He's not a bad uh, rider. Oh, absolutely. Uh, at uh, Belterra, whatsoever. He's one of the better ones. Right. Okay. But he had one freaking mount at Churchill Downs, and it was this one. Yeah. He didn't know how the track was playing. He didn't know. That's another thing. <laughs> he probably has. Has he ever run a race at Churchill Downs? He may not have. Yeah. I mean, he every once in a while he'll drop down to Keelan and Churchill and ride one here or there. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, I had heard of the trainer because he's run at Remington Sun. Yes. Yeah. And I've heard of him. Yeah. And, 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 you know, he's a good, hard-knocking trainer. And, and I want to back up. I'm not knocking Sonny Leone just because I've never heard of him. My point is, he's not Rosario. He's right. not Ortiz. He's not a Mike Smith. He's not a can't, what's Johnny Velasquez or whatever his name is. Yeah. He ain't these guys. He's not Flavian Pratt. He's Sonny Leone. <laughs> yeah. You know? And and so and that's somebody somebody on the earlier show got kind of was got mad at me and I said you're you're taking it all wrong. Oh yeah. I know who he is. I've bet this guy before. I watched Belterra, but yeah. it's it's crazy that he had one mount and it's this one and he won. And again, the horse had to do the majority of the work, but his move to stay inside ultimately won. If he had to go outside, I think he probably would have been like third in the race. Yeah. Well, he made the right move. Yeah. But he wouldn't have made the right move if somebody had stayed on the rail. But anyway, yeah. they, they didn't. And that's, you know, 
ifs and buts or candied nuts. Something I can't remember the rest of it. But anyway, another thing, another thing people are talking about the Mo Donegal situation. Here's what's interesting Mo Donegal broke on the rail. Right. It broke glass. And you can see him here. He's on the rail. Mm -hmm. Rich Strike broke from number 20. Yeah. Yeah, they get into the stretch, and Mo Donegal ends up six wide, and Rich Strike hugs the rail. Yeah, let's figure that one Incredible. out. Incredible, because he outrode everybody. And, and yeah. again, a lot of it was luck that the season started for him, but he just kept him inside. He did. I did a lot of I did a lot of uh, work uh, as far as film study on this source because I did a video. You guys will have it out probably it'll either be later tonight or tomorrow, uh, talking about how he got in the Derby and his prep races before this. Sonny Leon or Leon rode this horse the same way at, at Turfway. He never really left the inside. And you know what happened? He we got him freaking stopped. Yeah, he, he, he got cost trapped. him a, the first race. He I don't know if he would have won, but he got him in all kinds of trouble. Right. And usually you do. Here you go. Here. Oh, oh I wanted to freeze that. Hold on. Let me go back. I'm glad we're doing this video. I hadn't done this. Hey, freeze it right there. That is Mo Donegal right here. He's second from uh, out the outside. Okay, so if you want to know the individual winner, so you could tell the Overland route taken there. And this is Barber Road right there, too. Another closer who was uh, Modonical fifth, Barber Road sixth. So they do what the quote unquote normal closers will do, and they'll float them to the outside to keep them out of trouble. And then look, here's the winner. Look at the horses in front of him. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a wall in front of them. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, here they go. So they're out way wide. Here, look at them. Here, I'll pause this here. Look how wide Barbara Road and Mo Donegal is. Oh, yeah. Here's the here's the winner right in here. He's still trapped. Yeah. But all of a sudden, all these other horses float out. Yeah, they just open the door. And here he is, right down he's the just, rail. He's got to go around that one horse. He has to go, go around Messier, who who eventually stops. Yeah. He got and lucky that he was headed past Messier, who's overrated as hell. He got very lucky that <laughs> when that horse stopped, there was nobody around him, or he would <laughs> have right. gotten killed right there. But anyway, go ahead. You know, he kind of, he kind of, uh, uh, he kind of rode the race. Looks to me like is, you know, this is kind of fun. I'm just going to kind of hang around out here, and then maybe I can break the, into the inside. Yeah. Maybe that real rail open, and maybe I can get up there for fourth. <laughs> you know, that's kind yeah. of the way he wrote it. Yeah. And uh so here we are here, and here's here's Messier and Barber Road. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Don uh, Mo Donegal and Barber Road. They're floating floating way out here, right down on the rail. Here's Rich Strike. So you see yeah. he's he, and now you see it. This is Messier right in front of him. Yep. And there's nobody else. And it turns out the seven horse there, let me pause it again, is Crown Pride, who yep. ran like a freaking idiot out there, and he's gonna fall. You see him starting to cock the head right there. Yep, yep. All he's got to do is get by him. Now, of course, when he gets by him, the horse then has to do the rest. And, and he, he did. did. Look at him come. <laughs> yes, this is an amazing close. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It is. <laughs> it's just, it's really, the horse is, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. Now, but, I'll freeze it right here. You can tell why everybody thought this was happy, Jack. You can't, oh, yeah, see, you yeah. can't see the one, but it's, uh -uh. it's kind of covered up. Yeah. That looks as wide as can be. And oh, yeah. I don't know why, but we were standing there where we were standing. I mean, anywhere you stand at Churchill, it's impossible to see for the Derby. People are just on top of you. Magic, or no magic. Jared and Samich and, and, and our boy Patrick were all like, I think, I think that's Happy Jack. 
for some reason I was, I thought that's not as white as like the white silk. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing was I knew happy Jack was owned by Calumet and I have those silks, you know, memorized. Yeah. I'm thinking, sure. They didn't change to red silks. Their silks are black and gold. <laughs> and I started to think, I honestly started to think, what saddlecloth could that be? <laughs> and then it hit me. That's yeah. 21. That's Rich Strike. Yeah. And then right when I thought that, they flashed it up on the big screen and you could see the one just as clear as day on oh, the album. <laughs> if you look over here at the military guys, I know what they're doing, but I'm going to make it a little funnier. Obviously, none of them had rich strike. They were not uh, excited at all going down the street. Yeah. <laughs> it was an incredible thing. Uh, you know, there's just so many things. Like we've talked, you have to win a prep to be considered a yeah. derby, you know, favorite. It, I guess the best one of all is you can't win from the outside post. Yeah. That guy blew the smithereens. Well, they all did. They all did. They did. Yeah, this was incredible. Every everything did, everything just got blown up in this in this field. Yeah, yep. I, I mean it's it's crazy, and yeah, a lot of people have said this. They definitely thought it was Happy Jack. I, I did too. I certainly did. I, I, you know, I did for for a split second as well, and I thought, no, it's not him. I, I know those silks. And like I said, it it just kind of it plays with you a little bit. So yeah. Well, I don't know about you. I'm sure it was you guys were too. You're focused on Zandon, and epicenter and your horse was out of it so i'm sure you were rooting for epicenter oh i was and yeah you're sitting there just come on baby come on baby just hang in there and then all of a sudden he's not ahead <laughs> it was just the horse just came out of nowhere well and i want to i want to talk about as i pull up jackie's warrior here uh i i want to talk about before we get into it i'll let the ad play and then i'll uh, i'll freeze it for a second before we get into this uh, and move on um, I want to talk about Steve Asmussen and how he handled the situation. Uh, I don't know if you saw the interview right after the race. Uh, I, I read it. I didn't see it. So go, go ahead. This was incredible. <laughs> so I, I didn't even think Are about it. Are you talking it. about after this race or after the Kentucky Derby? After the Kentucky Derby. Okay. Well, go he, ahead. <laughs> so well, he had to be I mean, seconds after, <laughs> literally, <laughs> They throw cameras in this guy's face. This guy just got his heart ripped out. Oh, this ripped out. I mean, this is the last race he's never won. It, and it's like, what? I don't know what I would say if I would have been him. Him. I mean, I, I can't even imagine what I would say after this. And he took it all in stride. He's like, hey, <laughs> he ran unbelievable. This is a story Disney couldn't write. Yeah. I'll be back next he was so classy in this situation, yeah. and it, he had to have been. It had to be the worst feeling in the world. Well, it, it did. I mean, he had to have just been heartbroken because he's absolutely right. His horse was so uh, tenacious, yeah, holding off that Zandon, and 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 you're and he's he's got to be thinking, my God, finally, and look what my horse did, yeah, and then all of a sudden you get it yanked out. Uh, from under you, but uh, yeah, it had to be. Uh, I, I, uh, I do want to talk about one other thing before we go on. Well, let, hold on before you okay. do that. I'm gonna okay. let you do that. I'm gonna let you do that next. But I want to address this. Uh, Don said, uh, if you look at the horse's breeding, okay, it was good. He loved the rail. Yes, you could have got there. 
The next thing he said is inaccurate. He did not have a 95 buyer. If he had a 95 buyer, it might have probably not because it would have been synthetic, but it may have, you may have thought about him a little. He had an 84 buyer in his last race. The winner had a 95. This horse had an 84. Yeah. This horse's best dirt buyer was a 65 yeah. coming into this race. Even if his best dirt buyer was an 84, which is what he earned in that last race. I think it's even more of a fluke. I think it's even more of a fluke than mind that bird. Oh, oh I, okay. <laughs> You're promoting everything we're going to do uh, coming up. I've got a mind that bird uh, versus uh, uh, Rich Strike video. What was more improbable? Spoiler alert. It's not even close. Well, mind that bird. He did at least want to prep. Mind that bird won four races as a two-year-old. Yeah. Mind that bird was a graded stakes winner. Yes. Mind that bird was the two-year-old Canadian horse of the year. And he, he won the Sunland Derby, didn't he? No, he was fourth in the Sunland Derby. Oh, I thought he won that. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Where did he earn his points? In Canada. Okay. Okay. He, he had graded stakes earnings from Canada. That's, that is, and that's how you used to get in to the race was graded stakes earnings. He had them in Canada. He had graded stakes earnings. And I mean, am I saying like mind that bird was very probable in the race? Absolutely freaking not without any question. He should have been 50 to one. Yeah. But when you compare mind that bird to this horse, it's not even close. It's this... not even close. This horse, yes. Rich Strike had one win. It, it was, was a 30, maiden claiming race. It was thirty thousand dollar maiden claimer. Yes, yeah. I, I I'd like to have somebody research and see if a, a Kentucky Derby winner has ever won his first race as a thirty thousand dollar maiden claimer. And this is another. Oh, I well, this is another good point right here. JL makes mind that bird had a pretty legendary dog. That's right. On his back. Here's the deal: when Calvin Burrell gives you a great ride in 2009 at Churchill Downs, you go, well, yeah, that makes sense. The SOB rides here every day. He dominated yes. that track during that time period. At that time, he was number one at Churchill Downs. This guy didn't know shit about Churchill Downs. It's <laughs> Sonny Leon. And he went there and he gave a Calvin Burrell 2009-like ride. So, yes, this was crazy improbable. Didn't I read somewhere where the, the, the jockey, not the jockey, the trainer, Got a hold of of him uh, when they knew they were going to be in, and in it didn't I read somewhere where he had six mounts on Saturday at wherever he was at Belterra, yes, uh -huh. and and a couple of those maybe were stakes races of uh -huh. some kind. They had a stakes, yeah. huh? Yeah, they had one stakes. Okay, and he had a good shot to win three or four of those races on Saturday. Didn't I read that somewhere? Yeah, and the guy said, "Now, uh, you know, we understand if you don't want." Of course, he goes, "Well." That's a dumb thing. Of course, I'll come and run the ride in the Kentucky Derby. But it's just, you yes, know, the only is... thing that kind of pissed me off about the whole deal mm -hmm. was the owner. I don't know whether you heard what he said. No, I haven't heard a thing. He's full of shit. He gets <laughs> up there and goes, oh, listen. Because they said, you know, they were all, uh, the trainer was just flabbergasted. You know, you could tell he was absolutely yeah. shocked that they yeah. won. The owner goes, oh, listen, we never enter a horse in a race unless we think he's going to win. That's bullshit. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you really thought your horse had won. Listen, yeah. 
Yeah. If he really believes that, he thinks Donald Trump is still president. Because <laughs> come on, your horse wins a $30,000 maiden claimer. Yeah. And never finishes better than third the rest of the way. And you think you're going to go win the Kentucky Derby. Come on. You entered the horse because you wanted a horse in the Kentucky Derby. Just admit it. Yeah. You know, come on. There's uh, no I'm trying to. Uh, we had some good ones here. I'm trying to find one. So this was one. So he did win at Churchill Downs in that maiden claim of claiming race by 17 uh, lengths. So, well, that's impressive. I mean, it was, but it's a $30,000 main claimer. It's now, not didn't the he lowest. Get claimed, didn't they claim him right after yeah, that? Yeah, they claimed him out of that, yeah. Who, who wasn't, it, wasn't his trainer fairly famous? Yeah, Joe Sharp was the trainer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it, it, it certainly that's impressive no matter who you beat, 17 links, but. It is, it is. It's a maiden claimer. And the other problem was he hadn't done much after that. So, especially on the dirt, this horse really had a nice progression on the on the uh, synthetic. He did get better on the synthetic. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, and, and people are saying uh, a couple people said this. Uh, you know, mind the bird was in the slot too, which kind of is conducive to maybe playing something weird happen out. This was not fast track. <laughs> there's no there's no uh, track bias there. Uh, somebody said here, uh, who cares what? He said they won. That's true. And we're not knocking. I mean, I've no. said it a million times. I've never that horse deserves all the credit in the world for winning this race. He's just saying he's full of shit. And he's he's right. <laughs> What's that? I said you're just saying he's full of shit and you're right. The, the owner? Yeah. He's totally full of shit. <laughs> totally. He did they, not think he was gonna win that race. There's no way. Uh, how did he go from a 65 buyer to winning the Derby? I don't know. Well, we just um, watched it, Stacy. Here's okay. <laughs> I want to see this one. Bu buyers, what a crop! Doesn't take enough factors into consideration. Agree. I, I, I don't like them. I don't use them. I the just, buyer. Yeah, I use them yeah. as a. I'm telling people because most people know what they are, but I don't use them. But your last comment, if anything, I'll go by thoroughgraphs. So that's funny because we had the thrill graphs and after the race, we're like, well, shit, maybe his thrill graphs look pretty decent. They were awful. <laughs> they weren't even close. So I, I'm not, I, I'm not arguing with your comment though. I think you're right no, on that, but. It was a, it was just a, a tremendous performance. Yeah. And you know, and a lot of people also don't remember this about my net bird. And we'll see this with rich strike. My net bird was, my net bird was kind of a fluke too. Yeah. He almost won the Preakness. And didn't he almost win the Belmont too? But he got third in the Belmont. So, yeah, he, he, was, so yeah. he, he went from winning the Kentucky Derby to just barely losing the Preakness yeah. and then running his ass off in the Belmont. Yeah. A lot of people don't remember that. Um, this this question or this comment here, our question, if Rich Strike uh, wasn't even in the race, who do you think would have won? I don't think there's any doubt it would have been Epicenter. Well, yeah, he had it won. Yeah, yeah. he had it. He absolutely 100% had it. You talk about maiden claimers, yes. Maximum security crossed the wire first. He broke his maiden in a maiden claimer. Uh, Did so he? So it, it, it's the new thing, I guess. <laughs> it's a well, new, new thing to do. It's cool. Yeah. But it just shows you horse racing is tough. It is tough. And I'm sure, you know, my buddy called me this morning. He goes, how did Aaron take it? And I said, well, I've heard him say it a million times. When you don't even consider a horse. And he wins. You just throw your arms up in the air and say, what are you going to do? Uh, I never thought about the race once after it was over. And I 
<laughs> you just can't. Well, I haven't. I, I said it on the Blinkers Off. If everybody was watching, I, I'll repeat it here. When that happens, I don't even give it. Like, a lot of times you'll go back, and if there's been a lot of winners, and it's like they were kind of bet. Maybe they're 8-1, to 10-1, even 15. Yeah. You go back and you look, and you're like, oh, could have done this. Yeah. Could have done that. Oh, I didn't miss. I missed this. Couldn't miss this. Or I, I should have should have hit that. You know, forget about it when this happens. This yeah. is not something that never happens in racing. It just never happens in these huge events like this, let no. alone the Kentucky Derby. But, you know, Jared has been out of shape for a couple hours about it. I said, God damn, like, you got to get over this. That's yeah. There's... Like, you just move on. We went out to Stooges and uh, had, had some drinks and ate some bar food, and I was happy as a lark. It didn't bother me. Well, one you, day. you just have to. Like say, you just throw your arms up and go, I can't believe this. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's just, and then give credit where credit's due, and that's to the jockey and the horse. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. And so, uh, Sylvia in there says, if he wins the triple crowns, it good or bad for horse racing? It's damn good, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, this would be a great story that horse racing needs. Yeah. So I hope he does. And, you know, uh, the other thing is uh, the wagering guide. I looked at Jared before the Derby. I said, God, this has been one of the best wagering guides we've ever done. Like all yeah. of our big plays have hit. Hey, yeah. Everything we I said, I think we're going to win this Derby because it's just been perfect. Yeah. Never say that before the race, by the way. That was really dumb. But, you know, it's funny that some people have, have texted me or, or emailed and said, hey, you did a good job. You never could have got that one. But, you know, we've also had the complainers that maybe they bought it for the first time and they're like, wow, you were terrible in the Derby. You know, that's what people <laughs> remember. But, like I said, it, it, there's nothing I could have done. So I'd say simplification, for example, wins the race. Well, then I could go back and say, you know, he's been consistent all year. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's just, he's a hard trier and blah, blah, blah. Sure. And it's like, oh, I, maybe I could have got there. But when it's Rich Stride, no. It's just, it is what it is at that point. And it is. You just forget about it as soon as they cross the wire. So yeah. it's tough, but. You know, that is what it, it is. It, it, was, it was something to see. Well, we won't forget it, that's for sure. Oh, no, no. And I, that's, you know, as we move further away from it, I'll never forget standing right there and watching him come through like that. I'll was think. there a hush when people realized who had won, or shocked. did they go crazy? No, no, no. Everybody was shocked. They were Everybody shocked. was absolutely stunned and shocked. And that's the other thing. If you're a better you know, I've seen a lot of red boarding today and, and yesterday about, oh, yeah, I had him, I had him, I had him. <laughs> He's 80 to 1 for a reason. Most most of us didn't have him. And, boy, you're sick. I got an email. From somebody said I was alive to Epicenter and Zandon in the pick six for I don't know how much it was. That's a, that's when you get sick. Yeah. He's like, I just I can't even look at a, a horse or a race right now. So, and I text, I emailed him back. I said, I don't blame you. No. You need to take some time. <laughs> because that, that's, that's just sick it's sick yeah, because you thought you had it and so for betters it was it, it was rough because for that sequence you could get there you could be alive in the pick oh, four five absolutely. And, and you know and why you could close oh my god you know why you could because in this race we're getting ready to watch on the screen jackie's warrior was a single yep. in the sequence and he got the job done and when that happens then all of a sudden you can spread another legs and uh get the job done so it's crazy. Uh, oh, let me let me do two comments here. Uh, Nick said, uh, "Who was your favorite winner of the two day event Oaks Derby uh, Derby Day?" Mine was uh, Santin. Uh, I've been chasing that horse. Yeah, and I know a lot of people have. 
uh, since last year. Keeneland finally got him at seven to one. He was nice. Real quickly, what was your favorite? Oh, no doubt. Lucas? Yeah. No, Secret Oath was my favorite. Yeah. And and this one was second. Yeah. Uh, Jackie's Warrior. Yeah. For me, yeah, I mean, uh, it was uh, Speak of the Devil for, for Chad Brown. Um, I, I was, I was, it was the fifth race. I was standing by our, our, our buddy Patrick from Sirius XM and, and we were kind of prepping for the show, talking back and forth, just kind of casually watching the race. And we were talking to, he was getting ready to interview Norm Cassie and he was kind of asking, Hey, what's he like? Do you know him? And you know, he's a real good guy, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. And, and we were in the middle of the sentence and, and uh, speak of the devil made it started to make her move. And I said, Patrick, you're gonna have to give me 30 seconds because we're getting ready to see something special. That horse just took off. Yeah, it was awesome to see that horse live and in person. Uh, I I really got a kick out of that one. And then we'll we'll go ahead and do Jackie's Warrior now, unless you got anything else uh, no. you want to add before we go to this one. No, that's fine. Okay, let's go. Let's go to Jackie here. And this was another cool thing. Speaking of Patrick, uh, Mike Samich and I were on Sirius XM uh, right after this race happened, we got to break it down. We got to talk about Jackie's warrior a little bit. Patrick gave us a little extra time, uh, to do that. He had a, he had a really busy schedule, but he allowed us to do that because he saw how crazy we went when this horse won. So got to give him a real thank you for that, for allowing us to talk about a non-derby runner on a derby related show. But anyway, here's Jackie's warrior. And, uh, you know, Mike Savage and I were, like I said, watching side by side, we saw the opening quarter come up at 22.76. I said, I five, buddy. We cashed. It's over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he definitely didn't make us look dumb for that mm -hmm. comment. This was a dominant effort. Oh, he just smoked him. And I got the opportunity to see him a lot down at Oakland uh, when he ran a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he was in the paddock by himself with Asmussen. And it was what a beautiful horse. And, and such a cool horse. Just he knows he's good. And he acts like it, you know, yeah. and the good ones do. It, uh, what, what, a, what a horse. Ah, oh, damn it. I hit the wrong button. Hold on. That's all right. We can watch him over and over. Uh, I, wanted to I wanted to speak on one thing that I was talking about with uh, horses were ke being kept off the rails. So here's Jackie's warrior. He can certainly go to the inside right yeah. now if he wants to. He's got clear. And watch what Joel does here. And he did the same with Epicenter. Uh, we talked about it. And a couple others did. Look how wide he is. Look at this. Oh, yeah. There's no reason for him to be. Look how wide he is. He floats out here, and now he's going to straighten him out. But look, he never keeps him, you know, to the inside. He always keeps him outside. Oh no! Yeah, what a horse! Just and he's got the right name, Warrior. Yeah. He's yeah. a warrior. He's cool. Look at him go. This is the Breeders' Cup Sprint winner. It's revenge on him. He couldn't make up any ground. I mean, no closer's not going to make up any ground on a loose on the lead, Jackie. Look you know when he went down, down at Oakland the other yeah. day, he he was coming off a. A long layoff. They didn't push him at all down there that day, and uh, he got a little challenge at the end. I think they whipped him a couple of times just to get him over the finish line. But they just used that as a prep for this. Um, is anyone better to, with four-year-olds than Aspison? No. He's how many great four-year-olds does he have? Yeah. Year after year after year. Yeah. You know. And, and, of course, Jackie's Warrior was on the Derby Trail as a three-year-old. And what did they do? They figured out, uh, this guy's a sprinter. Yeah. And they got him to sprinting, and boom. What's he lost? One race since the Kentucky Derby last year, I think? Uh, he did lose two. He got upset at Belmont, and then he, he lost at the Breeders' Cup, just a non-effort. Yeah, uh, he did. But he run. was this chick. I think he was tired. Yeah. He, oh, for Cup. sure. 
for yeah. sure. He, he was the champion sprinter last year. And that's what I said on the radio. I said, you know, Patrick, this horse was the champion sprinter as a three-year-old. Now he's four years old. Now he's with a trainer that usually gets them to pro- progress. Mm-hmm. There's no telling what he might be. Mm-mm. So, yeah, it's very exciting to watch a horse like this run. Uh, uh, and it, if, if it, uh, out there, if you get the chance to see this horse in person, go. Yeah. You'll be so impressed with how he is. He is just the coolest horse. He'll look you right in the eye. He's got those ears pricked. Yeah. He's full attention. Uh, my wife loves horses and knows something about him, and she was just enthralled yeah. by him. He was just so cool. And uh, he's my favorite right now, him and Secret Oath. It, it's so funny you said that, too, because we were hanging out uh, up on the on the podium uh, waiting for to go on, and we were we, – we, so that means we weren't in the paddock, but they were showing the paddock, and boy – Ears straight up, head looking around, just chilling out. And I, I looked at Simon and said, this is over. Like, look at this horse. He's ready. As Saratoga Slim used to say, he's ready to go eat. And yeah. He did, man. He did. Yeah. He, just, he just smoked him. I was so happy uh, when this happened. I, I This was the most – I don't know. Secret Oath was cool, but this this one definitely yeah. was cool. Well. I'll tell you another race that I forgot about. Uh-huh. I think it, it was on uh, Friday was Pauline's Pearl. Yeah, I was very exciting. Yep. That horse ran fantastic. Yeah. That's another tough horse. You know, she's tough. Yeah. She doesn't have the talent of this one, but she's pretty tough. Yeah, she fired. She's got she he has got her really, really, really sharp yeah. right now. She's yeah. running very well. And yeah, Russ, it was a gift. And thank God he was even money, and I bet him, or it would have been a losing derby day, but it was a winning derby day because of Jackie's Well, lawyer. tell him again, Aaron, what your what your strategy is on these favorites. If you can get Jackie's warrior at even money, you bet the house on him. That's right, and, and that, that's exactly right. I, I had a value line of him on four to five. I'm not going to play him any lower than that. And right. look, a lot of people will go, well, gosh, he's even money, and that field was good, but when you think of the pace setup that he had, Wow, it was going to be hard to run him down. And look, I know Aloha West beat this horse, but as JL said, it was just a pace meltdown in the Derby. Yeah. And so now tired. you get a horse like Jackie's Warrior out on the lead. He's never going to beat him in that situation. No. Well, you know what? I've learned to never say never after that. Well, that's, yeah. You don't say never. Don't say one in a hundred, he gets beat. Let's say it is horse racing. So don't say <laughs> never. But yeah, getting him at even money was a steal. Yeah. Did you watch uh, the Pat Day Mile and Jack Christopher? Uh, yes, I did. He reminded me a little bit of uh, how Jackie's Warrior might be. Because remember, Jackie's Warrior won the Pat Day Mile last year uh, before going on and doing all that he did. So, right. Uh, that, I thought that was a really good race. We'll go ahead and pull that up. Heck, why not? Uh, we, here we go. Another ad for everybody. But, uh, yeah, I thought I thought he was he was really impressive, too. I forget who sense. I had in that race. It wasn't him. I think whoever finished second. Yeah, you probably uh, Papa Cap was he second? Was it name? I mean, Papa Cap was that the horse you picked? He was second. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, um, yeah. It, Dennis said he almost did cartwheels naked down the street <laughs> on one to one too. That made my derby back. Yeah, yeah. That's, God, uh, I'm glad I wasn't there. I'll say if, we, he done, if he had done that, Dennis naked. Uh, oh boy. Yeah, we did hang out with Dennis a lot. Uh, you'd be proud. We went to a bar. Well, we went to a restaurant, but they had a bar in it. And it, and uh, when we walked in, everybody at the bar goes, Dennis! So he definitely <laughs> is a local. 
<laughs> so he is a celebrity. He is, yes. At Roosters in Louisville, he is a celebrity. There's Roosters. No, no, I had Major General. Oh, yeah, Major General. Yeah, he didn't run uh, particularly well here. No. Here he is kind of on the inside. And third, Jack, uh, Jack Christopher just kind of died in his time here in the news. going to see him loop up and dominate. So, uh, yeah, this was really, really good performance here. Um, all right, horse racing coverage. Anything else you'd like to talk about before oh, we yes. move on? Okay. We, we've got to talk about D. Wayne a little bit more than we did. Yeah, let me pull up the Oaks. You start You started off, and I'll pull it up. Well, I just thought it was so cool. And and you had to see the press conference uh, Yeah. before you really get the brunt of it. And you also have to know D. Wayne, and you have to follow him like we do. Because if you are a close follower of his, you could see how happy – he was yeah. to win that. And a lot of people, I, I don't know that a lot of people know, D. Wayne almost died two years ago with COVID. Yeah. And, and, and he'll tell you, he thought he was dead. He thought he was a goner. And they did too. Mm -hmm. He called the family in and everything. And I think he's got a little bit more of a perspective on on things. And, and I mean, he's still cocky as heck, but he deserves to be. And some of the things he said in the press conference was just funnier than you know, he's, he he doesn't hold back. It, but it, it, this it, might be his last one. Yeah. And you and, see here, she's, I, she's right I, here. She's tracking in about six, seventh. So Luis Saez kind of splits the field here, and we did not have her last in this spot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and I knew the minute the horse turned for home, it was over. Now, so, the interesting thing is she did that in the Arkansas Derby and she didn't fire. Right. You know, it yeah. looked like she was going to turn from home and smoke them in the Arkansas Derby and she didn't do it. But she did in this one. Yeah. And it could be the jockey had her in better, you know, ran her different, you know, got a better trip, whatever. But uh, uh, this just, I didn't care really what happened after this. I, I just... You got to be thinking, he's thinking, man, am I ever going to have another horse, you know? And I was very impressed with the owners in yeah. that press conference, uh, too. So, commenting on the press conference, uh, and I say this with 100% serious, I was very lucky to be there to watch it. It was hysterical. Right after he won, I said, we have to go to the media room. But Jared's like, I don't want to go with those bastards in the media room. I said, not for them, for D. Wayne. He's going to have a press conference. And Jared's like, oh, shit, let's go. And so we stood we, we stood right there by our our, uh, our buddy, uh, Jared Clemens. Uh, he was a, a, a Kentucky State trooper, and he was working security for the event. He actually escorted uh, D. Wayne and his family and the ownership group up to the podium. Really cool there. And uh, – it was just great. Uh, the Kentucky, he had, there's like four or five Kentucky state troopers. He had all them laughing. I mean, oh, yeah. it was fantastic. Some of the things he said, he was talking about uh, Battaglia and how, you know, how he makes the morning line, how he has to please everybody yeah. and their brother. Yeah. And then he puts my horse in it. And uh, yeah, he puts my horse forth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, it, it was, it was just classic D Wayne and, he just had everybody just laughing. And, and how about these owners? You mentioned them. Yeah. They've been with him for so long. They're they fantastic. didn't jump ship when he started getting the slump. No. Uh, they, 
this the dam of this horse absent-minded a very good horse that they yeah. own d wayne trained and then how about this a philly by arrogant wins a, a classic grade one race i mean yeah. that's really really nice and and the thing is they tried to sell the horse i guess they sell all try to sell all of theirs yeah they're a breeding farm breeding they're a breeding farm and the yeah. horse didn't sell yeah and i think they were kind of glad that it didn't yeah why wouldn't somebody buy a horse with absent-minded and arrogant I mean, yeah. maybe the asking price was outrageous. I don't know. I don't know if you caught this at the end. And you're right. This is probably a guy. This is probably it, right? Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe he wins the Preakness with this horse. I don't think so, personally. But maybe he does. Yeah, You, you just never know. Oh, but, my God. If he goes and wins the Preakness with a Philly. Oh. <laughs> but I want you to watch this guy's face. This is a, this is a legend. Hold on. I want to. Well, this damn ad comes up. Watch this guy. Watch his reaction. You know, he's not going yeah. crazy. He's just like, no. yeah, we've won one of these before, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, he said he told uh, his wife, he said, as soon as she got home, uh, turned for home, he said, hey, we got this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny when they asked him where they were going to go eat. Yeah. And he goes, well, I think we'll go to Wendy's. Yeah. And we're going to get some chili. And we're going to get a couple of double cheeseburgers and we're going to go home and Lori, that's his wife, is going to make some pasta. And then we're going to combine the double cheeseburgers with the chili and the pasta. And that's what we're going to do. after. <laughs> well, and anybody that's followed him knew he was going to say Wendy's. I remember after after uh, he won with Oxbow in the Preakness, by the way, he vanned him up there and vanned him back himself. He said, well, we're going to. They said, how are you going to celebrate? He goes, well, we're going to get this horse back in this trailer. We're going to drive back to Louisville, Kentucky. We'll make two stops at Wendy's, and we'll be home. <laughs> it, he didn't say I can't remember what time he's going to get there. Sometime in the morning. He didn't yeah. say we're going to be there at 945. He said we're going to be there at 948 or 927 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He had it all out uh, perfectly, which he probably did. And uh, it was just, you know, they asked the trainer, how come you didn't give up on or not the trainer, the owner, yeah. he didn't give up on, on Lucas. And he goes, well, I just got the look and he's got five other trainers that are, that he, that he taught. They're yeah. going to be in the hall of fame. He goes, who else can say that? It's, <laughs> goes, it, yeah. It's you don't speak, forget how to train a horse. And speaking on that, Todd Pletcher embraces D Wayne Lucas in the tunnel after that was the race, cool. a special, special moment. There. It really was. And because these guys know, and and I hate to say this, and I hope I'm sure Dean Wayne's not watching, but <laughs> he doesn't look very good to me. Well, he, he's not dressed to the nines, and, no. You know, yeah. He's hobbling around a little bit now. His mind is still. Oh yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. And for 87, 86, he's going to be 87 soon. He's pretty damn spry. Yeah. But he's slipping a little bit, and one of these days we're not going to have him. And I'm telling you, I don't know who's going to replace him. No, I guess everybody was thrilled, weren't they? At the race? oh yeah, yeah, everybody was smiling from ear to ear. That, he's a legend yeah. in Kentucky, yeah. And uh, it was it was special. I just was it, it made my night. It was just you know we kind of overlooked him. I think this horse or overlooked her after the Arkansas Derby. We kind of wrote her off a little bit. Yeah, but she's pretty special, and. Uh, if he can keep her healthy, you know, she might win some more this summer. She might have, you know, she, you know, he's going to run her. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Now, it'll be interesting. I don't think he'll run her into Preakness. I really don't. Oh, a thousand percent she'll be in the Preakness. Oh, you think so? That's the safest bet in horse racing right now. All right. Yeah. It's just um, two weeks. That matter. Russ said he sat in a box with him one time at Oakland. Now it's he's been around him a couple of times. It, it just uh, he's a, just a good guy, really good guy, really good ambassador for the sport. Did he take a a little girl in, or a, a little kid into the winter circle? Did you notice? I didn't notice when they win the Oaks and Derby. They go out on the infield and yeah. it's a mess, and you can't really tell. Yeah, I. Last thing about it, uh, we were we were definitely uh, friends with Justin Zayat at one time, and the Zayats who are no longer in the game. But that doesn't matter. That's another story. And he called he he called Jared one time. He said, oh, "You, you got to hear this." Jared's like, "What?" He's like, "This is they had Mister Z at the time." He goes, "He's taking Mister Z down to the to run in the Louisiana Derby." Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Yeah, saw that." He goes, "He didn't. He's driving him himself." <laughs> it's like this guy is like yeah. 80 some years old yeah. he just hooked up the trailer and he's taking him down there he said i told him i said i said coach this is you need to go with somebody like this is to have somebody else do it he said justin this is easy for me that's like no drive from hot springs <laughs> arkansas down to new orleans so yeah. don't worry about it i'll give you up there he said he's out in the back right now just to kick in and a nail and having a grand old time so don't worry <laughs> about him we'll get him down there <laughs> You and I just, I just died. I thought that's him. That's him yeah, right he's there. Special. <laughs> he really is. There's one other thing that was so controversial and, and just briefly let's talk about this. And that was the outrider with rich, uh, rich strike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. And I saw so many people criticizing him. Okay. Uh huh. What would you do if a horse bit you right on the freaking leg? So as I watched it and I saw more pictures of it, it's a tough situation to be right there in the public's eye. The horse bit the person and the horse took a chunk out of the other horse. Like they showed right. an up so, uh, and there's a, like a chunk missing. So, I mean, do you haul off and nail him? It doesn't look good on TV, but you got to do something to protect your horse and yourself. And yourself. And you... And then somebody said, just let the horse go. Well, that horse could have been nuts and just thrown the jockey and got loose and everything else. You the know? problem with that aspect is what you said. There's so many people on the track after right. the derby. It would have caused a problem. It was unfortunate. But I, I don't – I don't know. Like, I – he needed to well, do something to try to get that horse to stop biting the other horse. Yeah. And a lot, I saw a lot of people that know a lot about horse racing defending him completely. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he meant to like hurt him. It was just more of a kind of a wake up call. Like, hey, stop. Yeah. He may not have hit him that hard. It no. And I, 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 like I said, I think it looked a lot worse than what it was. When I first saw it, I thought, oh, that's bad. But then when you watch it all and you watch it in context, that horse was was becoming dangerous to that other yeah. horse. And I mean, he wasn't dangerous to the person or the guy. But listen, that don't that I've been bit by a horse. It don't feel good, folks. I, I, if you've never seen a horse's teeth, take a good look at them. Yeah. They're pretty big. Yeah. And they hurt and they yeah. don't bite easy. They're not like a dog that kind of knows you and you give them a piece of candy and they barely bite your finger because they want that candy so bad. Yeah. Oh, no, they bite. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, you want to put your hand flat for sure when you're feeding them anything. <laughs> but like yeah. I said, I, I've been bit by a couple from uh, at Kelly's barn before. You turn your back on some of the SOBs, they will bite you. I promise you that. Uh, yeah. One of them, you know, Kelly was actually telling me, he said, this one right here has got me like six times this meat. He said, you just can't turn your back. And if she's within reach, she's going to grab you. So <laughs> it wasn't the best way. Um, no, but, but, but we weren't there. No, and it's easy to judge. But when your horse is getting hurt and he's hurting you, it's not like he took his foot and kicked him right between the eyes. No. It's not like he, he he had a closed fist and knocked him between the eyes. He bopped him on the nose. Well, if you notice, too, the jockey was pulling on the reins. He was about to strangle the horse, trying yeah, the, to get him under control. Yeah, the jockey was definitely trying to pull him. Um, yeah. like, like I said, it's unfortunate. And the end of the day, could he handle it better? Yes. Am I all up in arms and want this guy to go away? No, I'm not. I'll be honest. No. Um, and I don't let's listen. The horse didn't seem too bad. It didn't seem to bother him really. <laughs> no, <laughs> he was mad well, anyway before he got hit right in the. Here's another thing too. That horse had never seen that many people, many people in his life. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I knew was... this would happen. I knew this would happen. And again, you're taking it all out of context. I know who Sonny Leon is. I know that he's good at small tracks. I've handicapped all I handicapped you guys seriously I'll say it again any racetrack in the America in America any race at that racetrack I handicapped it I know who he is I know that he's very good this I, isn't Belterra on a Friday or a Saturday or no. a Monday or a Tuesday it's very surprising that this jockey was able to do this in the Kentucky Derby that's all it, I'm saying very I very, totally very agree. I, I don't know him I'm sorry I've never heard of him. I'm guaranteeing you, no one thought he was going to win that race. That's all I'm going to say. So Dennis has more information. He worked at Churchill Downs, and he said he is mad knowing who he is and knowing what he did before the Derby. Uh, I do want him gone. Well, you maybe you've got more information on oh, him, yeah. and that's fine. I, I'm not going to argue that it wasn't the greatest look. That's for sure. And listen, yeah, he was over five for a lot of jockeys go over five. Well, yeah, but again, nobody is saying he can't ride. He's not any no. good. Nobody's even saying that he's 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 average. Like I said, he's a very good rider at Belterra. Dennis, you handicap all those little tracks like I do. You know who he is. You know right. he can ride. Um, you can back me up on that. And again, people people are very sensitive. <laughs> That's what I've learned. Oh yeah, people like to argue. Him winning that race and doing that is still it's remarkable. Surprising. Yes, it's remarkable. And honestly, it's that's fantastic. giving him credit, not saying, wow, I can't believe this awful job no. he was able to do it. You know, so no, he wasn't in awe of anything. No, no, no. He wasn't scared. No. He just ran the race of his life. Yeah. Got a little lucky. You have to. Yeah. And his horse was unbelievable. Now, here's another thing. If he'd run 12th, 14th, he'd go back to Balterra and nobody would ever heard of him like me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Even if he runs third, you know, you might, maybe you've heard of him, but you don't really think about him every day. No. No. Yeah. So uh, it was oh. a career defining race. I don't care if he was 11th, 1st, no. 2nd, 20th in standings. This was a I mean, career defining race. It was, a, it was a fabulous performance. Well, I'll look at it like this. Let's say uh, 
from a trainer standpoint, uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Ness or Carl Broberg or uh, somebody like that, Chris Richard, let's say, that, that does well at low-level claimers mm -hmm. and does well you know, at little circuits, jumps up to Churchill Downs with a horse that was a former claimer and wins the Kentucky Derby. We wouldn't be saying, I can't believe this terrible trainer won. Mm. We'd be saying, I can't believe this trainer won the Kentucky Derby. That's what we're saying. When he was 0 for 5 at Delta Downs the night before or something like yeah. that. You know? I mean, that's what we're saying. We're not yeah. saying he's bad. We're saying this is unbelievable. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I know the comments are going to come. No, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Jamie Ness, and I know why, and I don't want to get into that. So yeah. let's move on. To <laughs> I kind of said it's like an 0-10 football team beating yeah. a team and O team yeah. winning this race. It was kind of like that. That's how big a surprise it is. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, let's see. Truth is, says, uh, Lafitte said, sometimes you're only as good as your mount. Other times your skill as a jockey can make a grade three horse look like a grade one. I agree. Oh, uh, yes. I think that's that's pretty well said. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And Lafitte would know. His dad was a jockey. So. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Now, all right. That's it. Anything else before we move on to quickly do the NHL and the NBA? I think we've uh, we've done we've done well. I think we've <laughs> never yeah, uh, That was a good hour on the Kentucky Derby. Um, that was a fun one. I never we had we did a little bit of video breakdown, but it was good to get the videos <laughs> out on that one. That was kind of good to see. All right, let's go to the NHL right now because uh, I can speak a lot of the NHL. I've been paying attention to that. I was able to do that last week. Uh, NBA, you'll have to carry NHL right now. The Capitals and the Panthers are 1-1. One, one. The Rangers and the Penguins are 1-1 one one. at the end of the first period. Both series 2-1. And uh, the underdogs lead both these series. So we'll start off with that. A Capitals uh, Panthers. Do the Capitals pull off this big upset? I'm beginning to think they might. This is the shocker to me. Yeah. <laughs> There's two shockers so far. This is one of them. And I gave the Capitals somewhat of a chance, but not much. I thought they might win one, maybe two, yeah. just because they're the Capitals. But they're playing very well, and they're not just eking these games out. You know, they're winning fairly easy. Yeah. And those two that they won, and now they're 1-1. Uh, Florida better win tonight, don't you yeah. think? Yeah, now, they better. Aaron, how much do you think? I'm a big believer in this. <clears throat> Florida doesn't have much tradition in the playoffs. I think that's a factor. And I think it's a factor that they've got a lot of pressure on them because they were the best team in the league points wise in the regular season. Do you agree or not? Yeah, I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And I think the pressure is, is mounting on this, on this squad. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I, I think this is going to be very interesting. And the, the Panthers you know, Dennis kind of said it. Uh, he said it in one of our chats, and he said it to me as well. He said, I think the Panthers, if they get in a little bit of trouble, uh, you know, and they get behind 3-1, to one and or if they go into a little scoring drought, they're going to get beat, and they're going to get upset. Here they are. Yeah. If they don't win this game, they're down 3-1. They're in trouble. They're in big trouble, and they are having trouble scoring. And this is what this team does best, uh -huh. is score. Uh, <clears throat> they're struggling on the power play. They're just struggling. Um, I I picked them tonight, and I think they're going. I think they'll come back and win it. I think they will. 
but Washington has been very impressive. And I said, you know, when we started the series, and he, that Washington's got some stars. Yeah. They got some good players. And they got some Stanley Cup uh, playoff experience. You have veteran players that have been through it, and their goaltending's been good. So uh, this is a heck of a series. This has been a big surprise to me. Hadn't it been you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I thought Florida would kind of, you know, maybe they win 4-1 or 4-2, but to be down 2-1, it definitely a surprise. This Pittsburgh series is not a surprise. I thought this would be a seven-game series, perhaps. Pittsburgh, they're up 2-1. They're tied here. What do you think of the Rangers' chances of coming back in this series? Well, you know, this is a surprise to me. Okay. And I, I've been high on the Rangers. You haven't. And uh, I know Pittsburgh is is playoff tested. And so I was a little bit leery of that. But I thought the Rangers were a little better. Um, I thought they were going to come back and beat them on Saturday. I got my days all mixed up. I think it was Saturday. Uh, they got behind three to nothing. Then it was four to one at the end of the period, first period. They came back and tied it and had a power power play. And the, the Pittsburgh goalie, who, by the way, is their third string goalie. Yep. We're going to see. That might be a factor before it's all over over here. But anyway, um, I'm a little surprised. And I think if Pittsburgh wins this game tonight, they're going to to win the series because they're going to be up three to one. They're playing very, very well. They have the talent. I would be a little worried about that third string goalie, though. Yeah, I think that's going to be the the yep. undoing of them eventually. I think the Rangers are going to fight back and, and finally get them, but I think it may take seven games because Pittsburgh's experience and they've got they've got a lot of talent on that team. Um, all right, let's go on to the Avalanche and the Predators. Yep. This ends tonight. How about you? Do you think the same? I think so. This is just uh, Nashville's played gallant. You know, they've, they've played as hard as they can, except for the first game. They almost won game two. Uh, Their, their goalie stood on his head in game two, did not play well in game three. Colorado's just got, they got too much. If they don't win tonight, they'll win on uh, Wednesday. So this one's not going to be around much longer. No, I wouldn't think so. And then, this is another one could be an upset. The Dallas Stars lead the Calgary Flames two to one. Calgary's had trouble scoring; it's been a problem. Can the Dallas Stars take a three-one lead in this series tonight? Yes. This is another shocker. <clears throat> this is the second one that I thought Dallas would give them a series, but Calgary has scored three goals in three games. Yeah, and they won one of them. They could easily be down three zip. <clears throat> they won game one, one to nothing. Yep. Uh, Jake Ottinger, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yep. Has been fantastic in goal uh, for Dallas. Um, <clears throat> they scored, uh, Calgary scored two goals the other night. Or, and that would have been Saturday, but still lost four to two. You know how Dallas is. They're tough. They got veterans that know how to play. I don't know if Calgary is going to win this or not tonight. They 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 better put some pressure on. They're they're, they're not getting enough shots. They're not getting inside enough against yeah. Dallas. So they better bring it tonight, or they are in deep trouble. Was it you that didn't like them? No, I liked Calgary. You had them winning this series, didn't you? Yes, I like Calgary yeah. a lot. Okay, did you, be- did you like them to go quite a ways? 
Okay. Yes. I thought if they won this series, they would go quite a ways. Yeah. So you're stunned. You're stunned. I'm not so stunned, stunned that the series is 2-1. I'm stunned that they can't score. Um, I still think they're going to win it. But, okay. uh, yeah, I, I guess I am. I did. I thought the Stars would battle them, but I thought Calgary would be, you know, would show that they're the better team. Um, so I'm a little surprised. Is this uh, the biggest surprise? Is this the biggest surprise for you so far or is Florida? Florida being down 2-1 is the biggest surprise so far. Okay, okay. Um, all right, let's go to the Tuesday night games. Uh, these games, unbelievable. We've got five game oh, fives yeah. Tuesday night with the series tie. Or I'm sorry, four games five game fives. Each series tied two games to two. This is going to be awesome. We'll start with the Bruins and the Hurricanes. This thing has been tight. These two mm -hmm. teams act like they hate each other. <laughs> this yeah. has been a great series so far. What do you yep. What do you think of Game Five tomorrow night? Well, each team's won two on the home ice. Yep. So now we're best two out of three and Carolina's got two of the three on their home ice. Boston's another team. They're so hard to beat. Uh, Carolina dominated them in the first two games and they go up to Boston and, and get the table turned. The Bruins handled, handled them pretty easy. I like Carolina a lot. They're another team. They, they, they're, they're okay in the playoffs, but not great. Boston knows how to win. So I haven't analyzed this game yet. I picked Carolina the last two nights and lost. So I'll probably stay with them because I think they're better. But that's going to be a heck of a game. All right. And then we'll move on to uh, – yeah, I, I I didn't even give you a pick there. I what think, do you think? I think Carolina is going to win this series only because they've got the home ice and they okay. have to beat at home. It's – it's nip and tuck. This Boston yes, team is yes. proven to be tough. So, yep. Yeah, proven to be very tough. All right, let's go on. The Lightning and the Leafs. This is a hell of a series, too. It's two games to two. The Leafs showed some stones going to Tampa and tying this thing up after losing game two. It's a big game in Toronto. It's game five. Can the Leafs come through? Man, they're playing pretty well, but Tampa's starting to get going, too. What Ugh. do you think of this one? I'd hate to be Toronto. Golly. And have yeah. to beat this team. I don't know this. I said before the playoffs ever started, I can't pick this series. This one is just, I think it's going to go seven. I would be surprised if it doesn't. And can Toronto win a game seven in Toronto with all that pressure on them against the defending champs? I don't know. I'm going to pick Tampa tomorrow night because I like them a lot. I love watching them. But I tell you, Toronto is really good. They really are good. It's going to be – it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's good. This series is awesome. It is. It's, it's only going to get better from here. I'm still leaning Tampa. I, I just think in the end they'll be able to get by them. But this Toronto team's playing lights out. They're playing really good. They so. really are good. And Yeah, they are really, really good. They really are. And yeah. they're going to – if they lose the series – It's sickening. Canada is is going to go crazy. Yeah. They're probably going to fire the coach and everything. And yeah. they got to realize who they're playing. Yeah. This isn't an easy team to beat. I don't care who you are. No, absolutely not. Uh, yeah. All right. Speaking of great series, this is another one. The Blues and the Wild. Uh, the Blues lose defensemen left and right. It looks bleak. Yeah. They turn to an old hand, Jordan Bennington, yesterday, mm -hmm. who played a fantastic game. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> 
a, a Chris Pronger like effort from Justin Falk and Colton Pareko playing 30 minutes plus as this team is so shorthanded on defense. If they get their guys back, they're going to win this series. If they don't, I don't think they will. What do you think about game five on Saturday for the, for our blues against Minnesota? Well, this is like the one we just talked about. Yeah. Who knows? I thought uh, Craig Berube made a great move yesterday by playing seven defensemen. Well, yeah, and one got hurt. So and then one got hurt. Yep. And he played those seven thinking, okay, we can get through it. And when I don't have to play a lot, I don't have to ask a lot of minutes out of those three guys that don't know what the hell they're doing. And I thought that was great. And then he lost Scandella to where he was down to six. I thought uh, Peru, how you pronounce it? Peruvich, yep. I thought he was fantastic yesterday. And he was good in the regular season until he got hurt. Yeah. You know, he hadn't played since January. I know. Yep. But I don't think we have any idea what was wrong with him, do we? No. (laughs) (laughs) Lower, Lower body injury, I think they said. Anyway, yep. he's been out a long time, and I know Baruby really liked him when he was playing, and then he got hurt. So when I saw him on the ice, I totally forgot about him. He didn't bother me too much. Santini didn't play a whole lot. I hate 43, Ro- Rosen. Rosen. Yeah. He's terrible. He's just terrible. they got to well, get him out of there. He shouldn't be in this position. He hates- No, I, I understand that. It, but he, I'm not, yeah, he's over his head, and, and I'm not knocking him. He's doing the best he can. He's just not very good. I think they're going to get Letty back tomorrow night. They're kind of talking about it. Um, that will help tremendously. Yeah. I don't think there's any way they're going to get Krug uh, back from what I was hearing today. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I wouldn't have bet a nickel on him. Not a nickel. But you know what? Those are the kind of games the Blues win. And I thought they were very good yesterday. They got a break or two, which you got to have. Bennington played fantastic. He's the goalie now. I don't think there's any doubt. He will play game five. Is he back? Yeah. That's the key. What did you think of the move to, to Bennington? I, uh, I'll i be honest. I, I had no time to read about any information about what the Blues were going to do. Uh, my girls, Batty and Lindsay, were at the game yesterday, and, and, and Lindsay texted me and said, it's going to be Bennington tonight. And I said, oh, you're kidding me. I love it. Thank God. You know, and <laughs> what did you think of the move? Were you the same? Yes. Oh, I thought definitely. Yeah. They had to go with him. I didn't blame a lot of what happened no. uh, Friday on Huso. But when you give up 11 goals in two games and you got a guy who won a – Stanley Cup for you in 2019, sitting behind that guy. You have to play. Him. You yeah. got to give him a shot. And game yeah. four was the game to do it. And he responded. He played very, very well. He made some big saves when they had to. And, um, uh, you know, we got a little bit lucky. Uh, Minnesota was making a huge push. It was three to two. They pulled their goaltender a little early, I thought. There's yeah. still a little over two minutes left when they pulled him. And Perron went end to end and hit the empty net when 99 times out of a hundred, you don't from that distance and you get an icing penalty and you are ha- not an icing call and you got to have a play a face off in your own end, but it went in and that's what has to happen sometimes, you know, to get you over the hump. Cause I was just afraid the wild were going to score and tie that thing up. They the were making they a were. huge, huge push in the third yes. period. It was all Minnesota. 
yeah. I thought the big key was three to one. Uh, Minnesota's on a power play. Yes. Kaprizov with a one timer looked to have an empty net, yeah. and Bennington got over and stopped that. Yeah. And when that happened, I looked at Jerry and I said, "Don't let him get hot because if he does, the Blues are right back in this." Yeah. If he can, he can get it. some confidence. Yeah. They're good enough offensively. It, that's why I supported putting him in because. Uh, me too. The bad Bennington is brutal bad. Yeah. But he also has a very high ceiling. And if he can get hot, yep. he has the capability of winning a game, winning a series, shutting down the, uh, the opposing team. And when you don't have much on that back line right now, you got to yep. take your chances. You got to put him out there. Hope he plays outstanding. He did in game four. We'll see if he yeah. can keep it up. Yeah. To me, it was an easy decision for Baruby. Yeah. You you got a Stanley Cup winning goaltender on your bench in a game you have to win. And like you said, you're hurting on the back line. You got to give him a shot. You got to. And he played pretty well down the stretch. He really did. He 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 won like five out of his last six starts. Played pretty good. Um, it would be cool if he can come on now. But again, if we lose this series, we can't complain too much because Minnesota is really good. Yeah. They, they really are. I was describing to Jared, it's like, I think we're the deeper team before the injuries. We're the deeper team, yeah. but Minnesota's got like the best stars. Like, this Kaprizov is this uh, animal. He's a yes, he he's just unfreaking believable. Yeah. Um, and we can't stop him. And nope. he's terrorizing this team right now. Um, yep. They're very, very good. Uh, I think Mark Andre Fleury's playing pretty well. After he is. Kind of a, a shaky game one. He's looked pretty good too. So. Yeah, he was tremendous in game two. Yeah. And uh, played good in game three also. Um, And he's a guy that, you know, is going to play well. You're just going to have to get a lot of shots on him, get inside and just keep pounding away because he's going to play well. He's not going to play awful. Yeah. So the blues can get inside on you. They got to kind of watch those chippy penalties. Those are, you know, that's kind of what they do. Um, I got some mad at Shin when he got that penalty yesterday. (laughs) You know, I get so mad at him sometimes, but he can do some dumb things. He can. He he gets he lets yeah. his temper get the best of him, but God, he's good. <laughs> he does so many things. Like the Blues have some great players. He, he's one of them. Braden Shin is a great player. And uh I I'm telling I know you don't like him as much as I do. There's Ryan like, O'Reilly. Listen. He's been fantastic in this series. Ryan O'Reilly, if you are if you have a kid that's playing hockey, that's the tape you want. That's a hockey player. Yeah, he's very calm. That's a hockey player. Yeah. Ryan O'Reilly is my all-time favorite St. Louis. Player. He plays it's not even he, close. He plays the same almost he, every night. He does everything. Power yeah. play, penalty kill, yeah. five of five, four and four. He's unbelievable. He does yeah. every little thing you want in a for a he center in, in a game. He does and so many things. Like that's a, usually when an offensive forward doesn't score a lot of goals and goes through a cold streak, they're really kind of worthless. Not him because he yeah. does everything for the team. He's the MVP of the team even when he doesn't score. Yeah, and he's very durable. Yeah, he's physical. He's a, he's a great. He is my all time favorite blue. It's it's not even close. The guy. He is well, a quintessential hockey player. He's perfect. I love Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, he's a good player. Yeah. And I'll tell you another guy who I get aggravated at, I don't know how many times, and that's Perron. Yeah. But he's pretty good. And now I was looking up salaries. He is – his salary's up. His uh, 
whatever contracts up. Yeah. What are they going to do? I don't he's, know. Seth he's getting Joyce, old, but he's, he's been really, really working. valuable. It's unbelievable. His first two stints, it's like, yeah, Ferran, he can go. This stint, it's like, wow, he's he's just been the player we always thought he would be. He's got to be 33, 34 years old. Yeah, and I'm here to tell you, we would not have won the Stanley Cup without David Ferran. No. He, he was fantastic, no. and he continues to be fantastic. He was fantastic through the pandemic. He was great last year, and he's good right now as well. Yep, so. yep. Uh, before we go on to the last one, Magic tweeted out, uh, after the show ends, go watch the side-by-side overhead winning replays of Rich Strike and Mind That Bird on the Racing Dude YouTube channel. That's cool. I didn't know that All was right. going to happen. So, is awful <laughs> excited about it. I am too, Vicky. I'm going to go do that. <laughs> Listen to me. I act like I'm promoting something here. But I really genuinely did not know that was going to be up. So, I'm excited to go watch that. I All also right. compared the two uh, horses and their paths and how unlikely each of them were. And that'll be up as well. Also, nice, very, very, very nice message, Papa Dude. Uh, Vicky said, "Yeah, I guess son, I'm supposed to do yeah. some bragging here." So, your son and his racing news <laughs> business helped us achieve a crazy successful weekend at Churchill. I'm very, very happy to hear that, Vicky. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, we really, really appreciate you as well. So, it's uh, yeah, it, it goes both ways with the appreciation. Uh, I will just, I will just say this uh, on on air here: what him and Jared have done and magic and all all the gang which i'm proud to be a small part of has just been incredible what they've been able to do uh with this website if you'd have known the beginning one of these days maybe in july aaron and i can do a show on how all of this kind of came about and anyway you know they've they've done a really good job we should do that we should do that because we have a and and it's no fault of anybody that might be new or has only seen us the last two or three years. It was just really, really hard to know we were around. We didn't you know, rank on Google and we we're very, very small. But a lot of people don't realize this site's been around for 10 years. Uh, in January, we celebrated our 10 year anniversary and there was a lot of years where there weren't too many people coming to the site. So, yeah, we should do the origins of Racing Dudes at some point. That'd be yeah, it, it's really cool. And I've tried to get him when I was teaching school, I tried to get him to come over. To talk to kids, he wouldn't do it. He would have been fantastic telling kids about how they started the website. All you have to, you know, all the stuff you have to do. Yeah, I should have, but I didn't. But the bottom line is, um, there's so many people along the way, little people, that helped you guys. Oh, out. Oh, that that you guys appreciate and, and and tell them every time you see them. Yes. You know, it all got started, as far as I'm concerned, with a guy by the name of Jeremy Stone. That's right. Yes. He was an owner. And, and we don't, let's don't get into this now. But he just owned like a $5,000 type horse, claiming horse. Yeah. Aaron got to know him. He was, he saw you on your website, right? Yeah. He was an Oakland guy and he saw right. us on Twitter. He saw us on Twitter. Okay. He owned one horse. Yeah. One more week was the name of the horse. That's right, and it was a good horse. It was an old. It was a good old knock, hard knocking claiming horse. Yeah, he was a five thousand dollar claimer, and he'd won a couple at Oakland. Don right. Von Hemel was the trainer. Yeah, and I don't know if Jeremy still listens to you guys or not. Yeah, I talked to Jeremy Saturday actually. Okay, yeah. well, yeah. Jeremy's a hell of a guy, great guy, one of the best. Yeah, and didn't know you from Adam, and I I remember you and I went to the track one day. You had never seen Jeremy. Uh uh-uh. no. And he walked by us. And I remember saying, you know what? He kind of acted like he might know you. That might be Jeremy. And you turned around and said, yeah, I think it might be. 
yeah. you guys had never met. Uh-uh. And anyway, we, I think his horse was running that day, maybe, or the uh, next day. That weekend, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's the first time we'd ever gone back to the barns, I think. Yeah. He, that's, he, he wanted to take us to the backside. He said, come to Oakland sometime. I'll take you to the backside. And he took us to Donnie Cave on Hebel's barn. And we saw one more week, and then he could tell it's like, okay, do you want to go see Caleb's Posse and Alternation? And we're like, yes, please, can we? He's like, sure. So anyway, yeah, yeah he 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 got us um, back there, and uh, he was the one that said, hey, there's this kid named Kelby Von Hemel who's trying to be a farrier. You guys should do an article on him. And I said, okay, yeah, he, he's kind of cool. He doesn't have a lot of friends in racing because there's not a lot of people his age. And Kelby was younger than us, but we're similar age. And you know that 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 started the relationship with the Von Hemels and Kelby is a my best friend in racing probably that works on the backside and just a, yeah. a great friend and and then we met his dad Kelly Von Hemel who's an Iowa uh, horse racing Hall of Famer and just a super guy and yeah we learned a lot about racing yeah and that, that's you know, that's how and, it all got started yeah and, but it's more than that it's your personality it's the way you guys can interact with people, you don't think you're bigger than the game. And yeah. There's so much, you know, you're not Andy Serling. You're not these guys that, you know, you're not full of shit. Okay. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so, right. Yeah. And, and Vicki, uh, you're right. I had my own business too. And that's a story within itself also. Yeah. Uh, how that, Aaron and I will do a show in July about about all this. Yeah, we, we keep saying July because you know not a lot of sports will be going on, and we can take it. Yeah, there's it's time. a it's a dead month. And uh... so, just I'll highlight a couple things, and then we'll end this thing. Uh, Jeremy definitely started it, then the Von Hemels, and then and you guys got to see it firsthand. And I honestly, I've never been so proud of a, a video that we did. But the John White, John White kind of yeah. changed the game well, for us without really knowing it and that's just being fortunate it's being lucky that somehow you connected with him and he took a liking to you and helped you and i I wouldn't say i was a bad handicapper i would say i was very marginal adequate average whatever word you want to throw in there and just through osmosis and just asking him a million questions and him being kind enough to answer them kind of just over time it's like i got better at it to mm-hmm. where yeah picks started to do really good and like people yeah. started to hear and well you know. and, and and i hope people like mike samich and in in magic might be listening yeah and and jared i definitely don't want to leave you out yeah and you know you know you know how i feel about you right. but um you know i don't know how you met those guys or anything well i do know it's kind of with Mike, he just wrote you a letter, didn't he? Kind well, of? I, it's funny. Uh, we we got asked, "Hey, how did Samich get involved?" I said, "He just he wrote an email, yeah. and he mentioned the Blues. He mentioned yeah. he was a big Blues fan." And I told yeah. Mike flat out today, I said, "Hey, if you hadn't put the Blues in yeah. that email, I never would have yeah. replied." He was probably lying, but anyway, that's a good no. Answer. He's a huge fan. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I just spent the weekend with him and watching games. I, I know. I'm kidding. Um, yeah. I'm kidding, but. He's special, and then then yeah. I've never met either one of them. Uh, 
I feel like I know magic more than I do Mike because magic pops on here every once in a while, but you got to, you know, I don't know how you connect with him. Let's know. We, we need to end this, but he's special too. You know, this guy's fantastic. So yeah, we have two really special guys, Mike Samich, hundred percent. And then magic it's, yeah, he's an incredible person. And he, he just contacted, contacted us out of the blue at a breeders cup at Santa Anita and said, Hey, I live in, uh, LA and I'd love to meet you guys. I just started getting into horse racing and I said, oh, okay. I said, sure. And we went out and, uh, he just yep. asked a billion questions and you could tell he didn't know anything, but he just wanted to learn. He was really eager to learn. And, you know, we left and I said, I'll never see this guy again, but he was really nice. Good guy. Glad I got to spend some time with him. And, uh, like a month later, he said, look, I'm that guy magic or Curtis was his name at the time uh, that we met. Uh, and, uh, he said, I, I don't want any money, but I'll work for free and do your editing. I said, oh, okay. And then within a month, we were paying him because he did such a good job. But anyway, yeah, the, the whole magic story, that's another yeah. thing we could get into. Yeah, for sure. Right. <laughs> and, and I'm hoping down the stretch, or when football comes around, we can start doing some live YouTube stuff with yeah. this show. Because we'll I, have more content then. I certainly think it, it, mainly because of the response we have been getting on YouTube and how it's growing, the live content is not going anywhere. So there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. We'll be live during some more games, stuff like that. So. Yeah. So yeah. it's cool. It's, it's fantastic to be a part of it. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm having fun. And I tell you, I'm going to jinx myself. I'm red hot with the NBA, but I can't get a hockey game to save my life. <laughs> well, NBA Celtics lead the Bucks 43-42. That should be a good game tonight. And, yeah, uh, I went with Boston, so. And then, yeah, Warriors and Grizzlies uh, tonight as well, so. Yeah. Yeah, I got to brag yeah. on myself a little bit. I was number one this week in the uh, NBA. On, yeah, uh, I know. On tally site, you've been number one in the NBA a couple of times this yeah, year. Yeah, so NBA I probably won't get one of them this week because I'm telling you, these are tough. They okay. are hard to pick. Final thing. I've been number one on Major League Baseball on tally sites. <laughs> now, I, hey, there's something to this. I'm telling okay, you. Okay, I want to know your secret. I haven't watched an inning of baseball. No, I, just look at the, I just look at the stats. I don't watch. I don't even know who these people are. I just look at the stats. I think that's how you're successful because when you watch the games, you get your emotions get into it, right? You, you see things play out. It, like this baseball stuff, I just look at the stats. I look at the pitchers, the I starting could, pitchers. That's what I do. <laughs> I could not tell you one pitcher, their oh, names. Yeah. I just look at their stats. <laughs> and it's worked because, listen, I'm not watching baseball. Forget it. It's not going to happen. I swear to God, I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm not being funny. I think yeah. it helps not watching. Yeah, I do two things. I see the starting pitchers, and then I look and see if someone's maybe won, you know, one team's won four games in a row, or maybe the other one's lost three games in a row. I figure yeah. the team that's lost three games in a row is due to win one if they got a decent pitcher. <laughs> I kind of do that sometimes. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's weird. It's it weird. Is. All right. Magic says there is uh let's see. It's still not out. Magic. Magic said there's it's, it's out. Let's see. Definitely going to watch that. That's going to be good. Oh, it is out. It is out. So you can go over there and watch it now. He posted 20 minutes ago. You can okay. see it right now. Mind that bird uh, versus rich strike. So make sure 
Yeah, I wish that worked for horse racing. Well, I watched you damn much. Maybe that's a problem. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. We're going to get off here. This was a great show. I had a lot of fun yep. doing it. Um, this was fun. Yeah, it's just it's been a it's been a fun derby. But you know what? We're on to the Preakness. We'll, <laughs> I think you know by now we'll have you covered with content. There's no doubt about that. So yep. uh, keep tuning in. Everybody that stuck around for the sports part, thank you. And everybody that's, that just came for the racing, thank you as well. We love each and every one of you. Uh, Vicky, where was it? You said, uh, yeah, said, uh, become extended family. That's how we feel about a lot, a lot, a lot of people Yep, on this stream. Trust me. And I think Dennis can vouch for that. We, uh, we well, love we'll meeting up with the, with the fans and we right. love interacting with the fans. And we uh, definitely we are going to do a show. And I think we need, need to start from ground zero and how you guys built the website and go. Yeah it all because it's an amazing story it, it truly is none of us ever including jared and aaron never thought this would happen so yeah we it's we'll, pretty cool we'll and by the way uh, dennis i read what you said here i'm sure we will have you on again uh yeah. come football season yeah for sure. we, we talked about that a lot yeah and and, yeah. and once the playoffs are kind of over uh you know, it's kind of a little bit of a break for this show. I mean, we'll still do it, but it'll be a little light. But football, we're going to gear it right back up big time. You so, betcha. Yeah. So, all right, guys, we're going to get off here. Uh, Thank you, guys. Find this. I've been. It's been a week. Uh, let's see. Is this? <laughs> nope. Nope. That wasn't it. All right. That wasn't it. No. Let's see. There it is. All right. We'll see you guys. Uh, well, we'll see you guys on Thursday. We'll be back on yeah. Thursday, right? Yeah. So. You bet. All right. Thanks, we'll guys. See. Yep. We'll see you then. This has been a presentation of RacingDudes.com, your destination for all things horse racing and sports betting. Whether you want free winners, expert insider picks, up-to-the-minute trackside weather reports, or podcasts and videos for bettors of all skill levels, never make another wager without visiting the Racing Dudes first. 